0: Welcome, 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 and happy new year. I want to welcome you to episode 301 of the Unpopular Podcast. This is the man, the myth, the legend, Jalen Hunter. And here are the Unpopular Podcast. I'm not really asking you to agree with me. I'm asking you to hear me out. There are times in sports where you throw a protocol out the window. There are times in sports where things happen that of course, you don't see it coming, but there are things that you have to, sometimes it just know, you just don't know how to react at the moment, and because of that, your reaction could be fear, your reaction could be anger, your, your reaction, of course, usually is confusion. That's what we saw Monday Night Football with DeMar Hamlin. First, let me start this by saying I want to send out my prayers to DeMar Hamlin, Um I don't know what the, the latest update that I heard is he's still at the hospital. He's still, um, you know, they're still doing tests and, and I don't, I don't want to speak on whatever I don't know, but I do know that from the last thing I know, he's still at the hospital. Um, one thing that we have to remember sports, sports make a lot of people money let's say that let's let's start sports make a lot of people money whether you you're in a sport you you play a sport or whether you talk about a sport it makes a lot of people money but at the end of the day a sport is just a game it's just a game that you throw a football or kick a kick a soccer ball or shoot a basketball these are just games and one thing that is always more important is your life and that was the that was the 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 biggest that was the scariest part about what happened to uh Demar Hamlin i'm not going to you know break down the play of what happened i'm not going to you know talk about exactly how i think it happened or Or what happens next. What I will just say is there is a man that thought he was or that that was playing a game, a very violent game, but playing a game. And now it didn't turn out the way that he thought it would. It didn't turn out the way anyone thought it would. And now he is currently in the hospital. And it's not like I understand because. Shouts out to everyone that had to, to, to make up time. Shouts out to everyone that had to react on the fly. Because this is something, as we're, as we're hearing time and time and time again, this is unprecedented. People that played in the NFL, people that watched the NFL, people that covered the NFL for years, they've never seen anything like this. So we're all reacting in real time. So shouts out to the people like, you know, Lisa Salter. Shouts out to Troy and uh and, and Joe Buck. Shouts out to the people um Booger McFarlane and and Adam Schefter. and I totally forgot the lady. Susie. Susie, I forgot her name, but I I apologize for that. Shouts out for them for having to to operate in unch- uncharted, untearred, uncharted water. Shouts out to to Ryan Clark. Shouts out to uh, shannon sharp shouts out to all the football player or all, all the form current and former nfl players shouts out to the team shouts out to all the sports that have recognized a man that his life is in is 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 in critical condition at this point because he played he played a game shouts out to everyone that donated to his toy drive i think last time i checked it was like over almost close to five million or something. I want to shout out, and I want not shout out. I want to again send my condolences and send my prayers to Damar Hamlin himself. I I hope for a speedy recovery. I hope that I know that it's it, this is serious. So let me, I take this as, as very serious. I hope that he comes I don't care about nobody else right now In this situation but him And that's all I don't care about what Skip Bayless said I don't care about what What Bart Bart Starr said I don't care about none of that I hope That God puts his hands Because he always does God puts his hands on Damar Hamlin And that he has a speedy recovery Because he has people that's depending on him he has a family. He has a mother. He has a father. He has people in his life that depend on him. And I hope, and I'm not just saying, not just depend on him, like depend on him being here. And I pray for speedy recovery. So that's, 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 let me let me take about a, mo- uh, a moment of silence and uh not and and, and cuz something like this man I don't want to just go to a a new topic it's hard you you just don't jump to a new topic you know what I mean I will do that of course cuz of course we have a whole show but I want to put this I want to put this in its proper space I don't want to just move on so let me do a ten, fifteen second moment of silence, and then we will go. So, or or move on with the episode. So uh, again, I pray, and I've been I've been praying since it happened. I pray for Damar Hamlin, and I'm fully expecting the God come through because He always does. So let me let me give a a ten ten minute or ten ten second break and we'll 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 go to the next topic. So if you're not a local, if I don't usually do this, but if you don't care about Washington, like the, the 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 commanders, if you're not from the DMV, you may not really understand the energy that I'm about to give this next topic. And that's OK. You can definitely move forward. Uh, I think the next topic I'm going to talk about is the college football uh, semifinals that we saw. So please clear out, clear out. For people that don't know the basketball term clear out, it means I got a one-on-one situation. Get out of my way. Let me go get a bucket. So a word, a, a, a title that gets thrown around a lot and nobody wants this title but it's true for a lot of teams and it's true for a lot of franchises the title is poverty franchise I'm not saying that that an organization has uh, will always be or has to be a poverty franchise from now to like from the creation to now hell um let me see. Let me see. Mm, I'm looking I'm I'm trying to think of a, a team. Uh was it is uh who is it? Who was it? Nebraska. College football, Nebraska had so much history. But right now it is a poverty franchise, poverty program football. but let me let me let me not get too far because i don't want I don't want to conflate what I'm about to say washington the washington commanders are is a poverty franchise. It starts, of course, from the top, you know, Dan Snyder. They're talking about, gee, I don't know if they're going to sell the team or not. I don't know what's happening there. But think about this. I talked about an episode ago um, about the amount of quarterbacks that have played since Kirk Cousins. And... You see, I'm trying to figure out how to address this topic. Because trust and believe, all this is, I'm throwing all of my bias into this. I'm a Washington fan. Mainly because that's where I'm from. Mainly because I grew up watching this team. When they were, of course, the name in which we do not speak. And, of course, when they were the the Washington football team for that year or two. So I've, I I am invested in this team. I was there watching Santana Moss go crazy. When Clinton Portis was doing Fox 5 hits after every game, whether win or lose. I was there when people were saying Jason Campbell Could be the next RG3. I was there when we had RG3. And he won the rookie of the year. I was there with Sean Taylor. Rest in peace. Hell. I was there with Albert Hainsworth. Which will go down as one of the worst contracts. In NFL history. I was was there in the Donovan McNabb years. Oh Jesus. The... The Joe Gibbs. I I am invested in this team. And while I do a podcast and I try to be as unbiased as I can. This topic. Today. Is the day where I. Throw all my biases into the ring. Ron Rivera should be fired. He's a good dude, I'm sure. I haven't heard anything bad about his personal character. But this is yet another year. And and, and, and here's the thing. I know Ron Rivera has a record of or has a track record of being very good when you first get there, maybe having one or two solid years, and then it's just decline. And people are gonna say, people are gonna point to that was it 2015? Panthers team that had MVP Cam Newton, I think they went fifteen and one. They went to the Super Bowl. They're gonna they're gonna look at that and say, This is what Ron Rivera did. But let me tell you how this year's Washington Commanders team and that Panthers team is very similar. Now, I know what you're thinking. How the fuck? Jay, what? One of them went 15-1. and The other one missed the playoffs. How the hell can they be similar? I'm going to tell you. Let's look at let's di, let's dissect that team, the 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 Panthers team. They had a incredible, incredible defense. Luke Keekley like they had a defense. Was was Washington's strongest unit this year? Their defense. Daron Payne, Jonathan Allen, uh, Chase Young came uh, came back these last few years, last few weeks. Or I think last two weeks So you have the defense going for you The defense is really good Now yes Our passing defense isn't the best The commanders But the defense was still the strongest point of our team Just like it was For the Carolina Panthers What is our weak point? What is Carolina's weak point? What was Carolina's weak point? The Carolina, the, the Carolina Panthers, the one that went to the Super Bowl, they had two weak points. Their wide receiver core and their offensive line. Yes, you had Jonathan Stewart that was going crazy running the ball, but their offensive line still was not that good. When you look at the Washington Commanders, where is our two weakest points? The often the wide receiver core outside of Terry McLaurin and our offensive line. What is the difference about that 2015 team or 2015 um, Panthers team or this year's Washington team? The Panthers had a a a all time. Quarterback in Cam Newton that year Washington had Taylor Heineke And Carson Wentz You see I made a video right? I made a video saying how I was trying to be subjective Because I don't think there was anybody Outside of That FedEx field building That was happy That Washington got Carson Wentz I had to make I made a video I made a Or one of the podcast episodes I made a clip saying Being subjective and saying What's the best that we could have got. That's That's the best that we could have got I mean we tried to get Russell Or Washington tried to get Russell Wilson But of course Russell Wilson went to the Broncos They tried to get Aaron Rodgers But Aaron Rodgers stayed in Green Bay they could have got Jimmy G, but, you know, it's Jimmy G. What I'm saying is nobody was happy. I wasn't happy about it. I understood it, but I wasn't happy about it. Now, I'm not saying that my feelings should dictate what a franchise does. But just like the name of the franchise, the Washington Commanders, nobody acts for it. Let me get back to Ron Rivera. And let, let me let me what is the job of a head coach? The job of a head coach is to put your team in the best position to win. That is the job of a head coach. The head coach doesn't put on cleats or or put on pads or or put on a helmet. A, the job of a head coach is to put the team in the best position to win. Now, the question now is, did Ron Rivera put the team in the best position to win on Sunday when they lost to the Browns 24 to 10? If they just lost to the Browns, I wouldn't be upset. I really wouldn't because it is what it is. They lost to a better team, but that is not what happened. I've said multiple times, multiple times. Carson Wentz as a football talent might, might be better than Taylor Heineke. Just as a pure talent. But one thing that I've been very consistent in saying is that the Washington Commanders play different and they play better. They play with more energy with Taylor Heineke. And while, yes, Taylor Heineke didn't have the best game against or have the best previous game, Taylor Heineke still gave the Washington Commanders the best chance of winning Not because he's a better talent than Carson Wentz. It's because the team plays better with and for Taylor Heineke. You know who knows that? Everybody else but Ron Rivera. But the person that is in charge of putting the Washington Commanders in the best position to win. Now again... I'm not saying Taylor Heineke is that. Taylor Heineke isn't that good of a quarterback. I'll be real with you. But when Taylor Heineke's playing, the offensive the offense runs better, or the offense looks better. Not saying that he. I don't even think he scored twenty points this game or this this year. But the offense looks has more of a pop to it. The ball gets out quicker. Tara McLaurin has good games. Jahan Dotson. Brandon Robinson, or Brian Robinson, I'm sorry. Curtis Samuel has better games. Yes, the offensive line is not good still. But it's crazy how different, how how incredibly different that offensive line looks with Carson Wentz and with Taylor Heineke. Washington had to win to remain in the playoff hunt. If they would have lost and Green Bay, which we'll talk about later in the show, if Green Bay would have beat the Vikings, which they did in in royal fashion, then the Washington football team would just have to win next week. But what happened? The head football coach of the Washington Commanders thought to himself, let me put in a player that has not shown a lick of success since winning the Super Bowl as a bench player. Let's not forget. Yes, we talk about the fact of Carson Wentz was the front runner for the MVP the year the oh the year that the Philadelphia Eagles won the champion won the Super Bowl. What people don't forget is he was also on the bench when he Nick Foles won them that Super Bowl. The defense that team won them. You know who didn't really help them in the playoffs because he wasn't playing Carson Wentz. You know who hasn't been good since he got hurt that year, Carson Wentz. Again, numbers don't numbers don't lie. I agree with that, but numbers also don't tell the whole story because they're just numbers. Case in point. If you look at the numbers, Tom Brady is having one of the best seasons or passing seasons he's ever had. Tom Brady is having one of the best passing seasons he has ever had. You know what those numbers don't tell you? That Tom Brady and the Bucks are 8 and 8. So Ramavera thinks is the best thing to do is to play Carson Wentz over Taylor Heineke in the most important game of the season. A Taylor Heineke, by the way, who beat the Eagles. Who gave Eagles one of their three losses this year? Taylor Heineke has one. Bad game. Now again, I'm not saying Taylor Heineke is the best, but you have to look at the best op the, the the you have to see who gives you the best opportunity as a win, head coach. So you bench Taylor Heineke and you start Carson Wentz in the biggest game of the season. And what does Carson Wentz do? Carson Wentz has the most vintage Carson Wentz game I have ever seen in my life. Carson Wentz goes 16 for 28, 143 yards, and three, not one, not two, but three interceptions. Um, Washington ultimately lost the game They lost to a Deshaun Watson Who went 9 for 18 For 169 yards And 3 touchdowns You know what that means? That means that Those 3 interceptions Did more damage to the Washington football team Than Deshaun Watson's 3 touchdowns Because he didn't do much else I'm not saying that Ron Rivera should be fired just because of this week. I'm saying Ron Rivera should be fired because what has he, has he, year after year, look at Pete Carroll. Do you think if Ron Rivera and Pete Carroll, like if Ron Rivera was in Pete Carroll's shoes and had to do what what Pete Carroll has done with the Seahawks, who, by the way, are in the playoff right now, do you think that the Seahawks would have the same success? Look at Brian Dayball. You think if Ron Rivera was in the same position that Ron uh Brian Dayball was for the Giants who clinched the playoff, by the way. You think that Ron Rivera could succeed? Hmm? Better yet. I'll give you I'll give you a cheat code. I'll give Ron Rivera a cheat code. You think if Ron Rivera was the head coach of the Packers with all that they have going on and all the turmoil that they had going on, do you think that they'd be pretty much controlling their destiny because Washington lost? And trust me, bro. The the, the part, the thing, mm, the thing that frustrates me the most about this situation is the fact that I see, I can see, I can see what's about to happen on the horizon. Ron Rivera is going to be here for a minute. I don't know. I don't think he's going they're not, I don't think they're going to fire him because I don't know what's going on with this Dan Snyder thing. And if Dan Snyder's selling the team, the last thing you want to do is fire the head coach because you're going to have to pay him more and you're losing the team. So, Ron Rivera, Mike Del Rio, or Jack Del Rio, Scott Turner. We do not have a competent coach on this roster. Because you think anybody told Ron Rivera, Hey, yo, Ron, I don't think it's the smartest decision to... uh, Yeah, I don't think it's a smartest decision to start Carson Wentz, is all I'm saying. Yes, he might be better as a player, but he's not that good either. And this is the—you know what's the most frustrating part about the situation? Whether it was joking or not. The press conference at the end when it seemed like the reporter had to tell the the NFL coach— Hey, um if the packers win how do you feel about you know being eliminated this Nick, this man was like wait we can be eliminated if the packers win whether that was a joke or not that is a that is a microcosm a microcosmic view of the entire season that is the Washington football team, or I'm sorry, the Washington Commanders. Again, Washington had a had a had a had a pretty good history. Art Monk and the Fun Bunch, three Super Bowls, but you can you can the Washington Commanders at this moment in time is a poverty, poverty franchise. And I understand when it's like, well, if you fire, if you fire Ron Rivera, who else are you gonna get? I don't, I don't care. Hell, we hear, we hear John Harbaugh might come back. Or is it Jim, Jim Harbaugh might come back. Hmm. it's 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 deflating it's deflating talking about this team, so imagine being a fan, you know being a Washington fan, I understand how people's like oh, I'm not really a fan of a of a team, I'm a fan of players, I get it, I truly get it mm, mm, mm. again. I'm sure Ron Rivera is a great dude. I I am sure he is a he's a great dude. I haven't heard one bad thing about Mister Rivera, as far as his personal character. But as a head coach, no. I don't think he's a good head coach. I think he should have been gone probably a year or two ago. But. And I don't see him leaving anytime soon because of the sell of the team, if that is what's going to happen. We're stuck with Carson Wentz. Who the fuck? Who gonna, who's going to whos going to pick up Carson Wentz? Think about it. There's teams next year that are going to look for a quarterback and need a quarterback. Panthers might be one. The 49ers might be one. The Raiders are for sure one. The Jets are probably one. The Rams are maybe well, nah, Probably not the Rams So Who is going to pick up Who is going to take Carson Wentz The Falcons No because they have Desmond Rare. Who is going to pick up the, the Carson Wentz I got you Nobody So he's going to be a commander It's not the fact That Washington lost It's the fact that They lost They pretty much beat themselves By making own their own decisions I don't know If Taylor Heineke Would have beat the, the, the Cleveland Browns But I do know that he gave you The best shot And everyone knew that But Ron Rivera mm-hmm. I'm gonna move forward I'm moving forward I'm moving forward Let's move forward Let's 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 turn. Let's 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 flip the page and let's talk about probably two of the best college, especially back to back college playoff games that we have ever seen. What this week showed me and it kind of goes for both teams or both games, TCU and Michigan, uh, Ohio State and Georgia. It goes to these all these teams, in my opinion, were equal. Now, of course, they all did different things, but they all were equal. They all came in at an equal playing field. Now, yes, I thought I had all the thoughts. I thought Michigan was going to win, but each game came, each team was equal, in my opinion. The thing that lost, the thing that loses games when you have – When you have two teams that are equal or minor mistakes and some and there's no such thing as minor mistakes because minor mistakes turn massive when they count and when they matter the most. And you saw that, especially in the TCU-Michigan game. First of all, shouts out to TCU for beating Michigan 51-45. to If you would have told me that a Michigan a college football game that was playing to make it to the national championship would end 51-45, to I'd be like, damn, what is that, a USC game? No. And both of these teams' defenses are ugh, are okay. No, let me say, Michigan's defense is projected on paper and how it's been all year way better than tcu's defense tcu isn't really known for their defense honestly their defense has been good as of late but they've come back in a lot of games but tcu t it was the little things max dugan the quarterback for tcu he didn't have the best game 14 for 29, 225 yards, two touchdowns, two interceptions. He didn't have the best of games. But, but, J.J. McCarthy didn't either. I mean, yes, he threw for 343 yards, but he also had two touchdowns and two interceptions as well. What was it? It was the miscues. It was, people are going to say that. People are going to say that the refs cost Michigan the game. You know, there was the touchdown that was, wasn't was called a touchdown, but it was kind of clear as day that it was a touchdown Um, that got them on the one-yard line, like the very next play was a turnover or was a fumble. Or they can talk about the last play of the game, which was a clear targeting that they didn't call targeting. But it's the little things. It's the two turnovers. It's the fumble at the end zone or in the end zone. I think twice. That means that means that Michigan was in four positions to score and didn't score. And lost fifty one to forty five. Shouts out to TCU, man. Again, I didn't think TCU. I thought TCU was good, but I didn't I thought that there was like for lack of a better term, levels to to this, and I thought that Michigan and and Georgia were on a different level than TCU and Ohio State, but I was clearly wrong in that. TCU has had a magical season this entire year. And now is a game away from calling themselves national champions. And I don't know, and I don't think TCU has ever won a national championship. I could be wrong, but off the top of my head, I don't believe TCU has ever won a national championship. This. TCU. Hell, and Ohio State did something that we, I think, have only seen maybe once or twice this year. Michigan Michigan is known for their defense and their ru- and their running game. Now, yes, I understand that uh Blake Corum didn't play for Michigan, but I don't know if that really mattered because Donovan Edwards carried the had hundred and nineteen 119 yards. However, did fumble in the end zone. Or did fumble at like the one yard line. Yo JJ McC- one thing is <laughs> JJ McCarthy threw two pick sixes two in that game it's the little mistakes which turn massive in games like this two pick sixes and you know who I know that this game was played like two these teams were equal it was just the mistakes because There's no way You should throw two pick sixes in a game And you you lose by six points Shouts out to TCU, man You're hearing reports now uh, On the Michigan side That Jim Harbaugh is Ready to head back to the NFL If he gets an offer Hey, man It's up to him I I would say I think people are a little over Critical of Jim Harbaugh I don't think I do think that I think they had a month I think Michigan Didn't play for a month Before they They played TCU So I can understand You know They didn't look the most prepared In the first half of the game I get that Especially But how do you what what? How do you prepare yourself to throw a pick six the first drive of the game or the second drive of the game? So I'm I, I thought whether it's over or not. I think that Jim Harbaugh had a very successful run in Michigan as a Michigan head coach. Again, let's remember, let's not forget where Michigan was as a franchise or as a program before Jim Harbaugh got there. And I think that he's won 10 or more games every single year. Beat Ohio State twice. Like, come on now. Mm, mm, mm. That man... That was a good game. That was probably one of the best games you've ever seen, which was followed by the Georgia-Ohio State game. Let me tell you something. <laughs> Let me tell you something. Two things, a couple things, actually, was was, was proven to me um, in this Georgia-Ohio State game. One, I've been very critical as Stenson Bennett. I was always i am not always, but I was kind of under the impression, well, yeah, Stinson Bennett is good. One of the biggest reasons for his success was and is the Georgia's defense. And I always wanted to see can Georgia win a game where the defense didn't show up? And the and and Stinson Bennett in the offense is going to have to carry him. Because they also, I mean, remember they had, what, James Cook last year, who is now in the NFL? So they had running. They've, they've. I've always felt that the people around him was more, people around Stinson Bennett contributed more the, to the success that was and is the Georgia Bulldogs than Stinson Bennett. So I was thinking, and I, and I was questioning, can Stinson Bennett win them the game? or or can does can he be the reason why they win the game and that's exactly what he was and that's exactly what happened in the peach bowl where georgia beat ohio state 42 to 41 now yes you you can talk about the probably the the most shanked Probably the most shanked game winning field goal I have ever seen in my life. I have never seen a a ball that wasn't even tipped, I don't think, went so far wide left. I was like, good God. The ball damn near went out of frame. That's how bad of a kick it was. So, yes, you you can point to that and say, well, that's why Georgia won. But no. Georgia won. Think about this. CJ Stroud finished the game 23 for 34, 348 yards, four touchdowns, zero interceptions. This is against a Georgia, a Georgia team that has been dominant defensively defensively this entire season. Yeah, they may have one or two clunkers, but it was against teams that had no business winning or had no business, which is why they're undefeated. Yo, Marvin Harrison, Jr. had five catches for 106 yards, two touchdowns. Emeka Agumba, Agumba K. I know I messed your name up, bro. I apologize. Eight receptions for hundred and twenty or hundred and twelve yards, one touchdown. Xavier Johnson, forty-three yards, one touchdown. Julian Flint Felming, five receptions for seventy-one yards, no touchdowns. Bruh. the Ohio State had Ohio State had. 100, and this is an Ohio State team, right, that is known, like, the the biggest question about Ohio State and C.J. Stroud was, is he ready for the big moment? Because in the biggest game of his career, well, before the Peach Bowl, which was the Michigan game, he looked horrible. The, he looked god-awful. So they were just like uh, – how does CJ? How does CJ Stroud fare in the biggest games? He showed scouts. He showed everyone that he is ready for the moment. And I and you and when the defense doesn't, the defense gets the defense got shredded, bro. The Georgia defense got shredded, but it was Stetson Bennett. Stetson Bennett went twenty three for thirty four. 398 yards, three touchdowns, one interception. And surprisingly, the numbers don't tell the biggest story. Stinson Bennett, I think, also had a rushing touchdown, even though he rushed for negative 18 yards. God damn. Mm. What I'm saying is this. The questions that I had of Stetson Bennett was answered. And I I was skeptical about the fact of can he win them a game when nothing else is working? And while you can say, well, Ohio State's defense isn't the same. I don't care. Ohio State is still eleven and two. So congratulations to TCU. And congratulations to, to the Georgia Bulldogs for making it to the national championship. Um, I'll give my prediction probably on Saturday's episode. So we'll, we'll, I'll kind of break it down a little bit more and talk about it. But it was a hell of a season for Ohio State. I hear people talking about, well, you see, Alabama should have made it. They didn't. Because I know people are going to look at the fact of Alabama just completely destroyed Kansas State. And Kansas State also destroyed T- or beat TCU. However, um TCU's in the national championship. Alabama's isn't. <laughs> so again, congratulations to Georgia. Yo, Big Ten. Trust me, I know I I get it. Was, it was a good game. Both games were great. But the Big 10 had a chance. They had a chance. I don't think I don't think we've seen a national championship without a SEC team. I mean, when once they went to the college football playoffs, I don't think we've seen one. I know Georgia Was, of course, one last year. Alabama has been in most of them. Uh, Of course, Clemson. But let me me look that up real quick. College football playoffs. Because I really don't think we've seen a national championship that didn't feature an SEC team. Let me see. No, I'm sorry. We had one. We had one, and that was the inauguration of it. That was the first one, the 2014. We had Ohio State and Oregon. I remember that one because that's the one where Ezekiel Elliott went crazy. But since then, Alabama and Clemson. Clemson, Alabama. Alabama and Georgia. Clemson, Alabama. LSU and Clemson. Alabama and Ohio State. Georgia and Alabama. Alabama. The Big Ten had a chance where they could say that they were the best conference because they would have had two teams in the college football playoffs, or no, college football national championship. And the worst part about it is they had the shot. Again, I told you, it's the little things. If McCarthy doesn't throw two pick sixes, one of them was in the fourth quarter. If he doesn't throw two pick sixes and if the Ohio State kicker, Jesus Christ, if the Ohio State kicker doesn't shank a kick that bad, we could have had a we could have had a, a uh a full SEC. I mean no, a full Big Ten National Championship. And now that I'm thinking about it, we've had a yeah, last year we had a and we've had a full SEC national championship Georgia and Alabama But we've never We've never had a Big Ten A full Big Ten Two teams in the Big Ten And they had the shot And they blew it But congratulations again to TCU And congratulations to uh, uh, Georgia for making it to the national championship I'll talk I'll break it down a little bit more on Saturday This episode and um yeah, let's uh let's let's kind of slide back to the NFL and let's break down these games. Let's break down uh, what we saw from Week 17, which is of course these games are pivotal for a lot of reasons. Obviously, this is the end of this regular season. We're talking about seeding at this point. Um, let's talk about it. the Cowboys beat the in Thursday Night Football. The Cowboys beat the tight. Ty- oh, also. Happy New year I know I started this off, but I was kind of i forgot why i didn't ha drop an episode uh because of new year's happy new Year's man happy happy new year's um the cowboys beat the titans twenty seven to thirteen the cowboys see this sounds a lot like a hater it does, and i'm not i'm trying not to be i'm trying to be as subjective as possible but the Cowboys keep winning these games in very ugly fashions. Like, if Dobbs, who was, like, the third string, actually he was, like, the practice practice player for a team, and he got cut for the Titans. If he, Joshua Joshua Dobbs, Dobbs I think, if he didn't play, like, if it was a better quarterback, the Titans would have won that game. I know it's a 14-point game, but I just, I'm just questioning because, like, the, the question that we had: Dak Prescott threw interception. Now, of course, one of them wasn't his fault, but this Cowboys team is is really, in my opinion, of one of one one factor, in, in, or, and and or that's the running game, in the offensive line. But they did beat the Titans, who I'm not gonna say they were they would have been champ they would have been Super Bowl bound, but I do wonder what they would have looked like if they would have been fully healthy this entire year. Um but I don't know because I also did come in and say the Titans are really a one trick pony too and that's the that's uh Derrick Henry. So but yeah, shows out the Cowboys. The Falcons beat the Cardinals twenty to nineteen. Um this is yet another again, I understand that Kyler Murray's not playing but this is yet another situation and yet another, I guess this is more proof that Cl- Cliff Kingsbury shouldn't be the coach And more than likely won't be the coach next year So, yeah The Lions beat the Bears 41-10 to The Lions, oh, I know a lot of people are kind of Kind of shoehorning in the The Green Bay Packers, um, because, of course, the Green Bay Packers have to beat the Lions at home to make the playoffs. But the Lions are if the Lions don't make the playoffs, this has this has still been a very successful season for the Lions, for Dan Campbell, for that organization. They have played well. I think Jared Goff is is good and and could be the future. Well, could be a future franchise player. Let me but let me franchise player means something different for every team. There are franchise players that can put you over the top and and actually put you in playoff contention and, and Super Bowl contention, i.e. Joe Burrow, um, of course, Aaron Rodgers, Patrick Mahomes, uh, and, and a franchise player doesn't always have to be a quarterback. I think Derrick Henry is a franchise player, clearly, um, Aaron Donald's franchise player, like Those franchise players, those players can propel you to playoffs and stuff. Now, there are some players that while franchise, while good players, I just don't think that they're good enough to propel you to a championship, but they still make your team better, i.e. the Jarrett Goffs. Um, Who's another franchise? Maybe, maybe Brock Purdy. I don't know, but... I just think that the franchise, Dan, you know, the pairing of Dan Campbell and Jared Goff with this run game and and the players that they have on the wide in the wide receiver room, this Lions team. I said this. I said this before. The Lions team is peaking at the right time. They're peaking at the right time, and yes, they got to go to Lambo to play. But that's that. The Lions are not one of those teams you want to see just like the jaguars who beat the titans 31 to 3. Now, the jaguars are in a different situation. The jaguars have to win. I think it's Sunday, Sunday night football. They have to beat the titans to make it in the playoffs. But the jaguar Trevor Lawrence is playing well. Doug Doug Peterson, I can you can kind of say he might be I think there's a lot of coaches that could be in contention for or should be in contention for coach of the year. Uh, Doug Peterson's one of them. Brian Dayball. Um Dan Campbell can be one of them. Of course, you have uh Pete Carroll. But the ja- the Lions and the Jaguars are all peaking at the right time. That's what you want as a team. Peaking at right before the playoffs. So once you go into hopefully when you make it to the playoffs, and if you make it to the playoffs, you are hot. You're you're a hot team. So Shouts out for the Jaguars to beating the Titans. Um the Broncos lost to the Chiefs 27 to 24. Um there I'm a little concerned about the Chiefs. The Chiefs have I don't know if it's because it seems like they play to their competition. If the competition is not good, they they kind of for for lack of a better term turn off the on switch or flip down the the, the switch and it kind of they 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 just don't look good against poor teams now maybe that because this the Chiefs team is one of those teams especially with this offense that when they get going as we've seen they will destroy you but they just they were struggling against the Broncos team that's four and twelve now now yes I understand that this is a different different type of four and twelve um and you're still dealing with a Russell Wilson you're still dealing with a great defense but yeah I'm just I just don't know how they're it's kind of like I know it's deceiving because it's thirteen and three, but kind of how we said the Jaguars and Lions are peaking at the right time. I don't know if the Chiefs are peaking at the right time. I don't know if they're peaking. Yes, they're good and they're still winning, but it's the fashion of which they're winning, you know. Uh, the Patriots beat the Dolphins twenty-three to twenty-one. The Dolphins, oh boy, I I don't. Mm. I don't know what's going to happen with them. Uh, I don't know if Teddy Bridgewater is going to play. Of course, we know Tua shouldn't play with the whole concussion thing. But I don't know if Teddy Bridgewater. I think he broke his finger. He just can't catch a break, Brad. Teddy, man, Teddy Bridgewater cannot catch a break. But the Dolphins are in a must win, must win. Um, I think that I don't know. I don't think the Patriots are going to make the playoffs because next week they have to play the the Bills. Um, and I don't know. That's, I don't know how that's going to turn out. Uh, so I don't. I don't know. But I think the Dolphins have to beat the Jets. So I think the Dolphins could make the playoffs. Or just the question is who is going to be their quarterback. Uh, but you know, shouts out to the Patriots for beating the Dolphins twenty three to twenty one. The Giants beat the Colts thirty eight to ten. Again, congratulations to Brian Dayball for. I think he's probably coach of the year. I, I kind of go back and forth between him and uh, Pete Carroll. But you you got a Giants team that nobody, I don't even think people in the Giants organization thought was good enough to make the playoffs. And while I don't think they'll make noise in the playoffs, I think that they're making to the playoffs, which nobody thought that was going to happen, especially with Daniel Jones. But people have Daniel Jones. That's another one. We talked about Jared Goff. Daniel Jones is a franchise player, in my opinion. I don't think that he is good enough to win you a super bowl but i think that he's good enough at least with brian dayball to stabilize this team and the biggest question the biggest knock that we had on on uh daniel jones is that he panics under pressure with playing along or playing for dan or brian dayball that has not been the case in fact the giants are one of the best third down teams i think so and the Colts, man, uh Jeff Saturday more than likely won't be there next year. They've lost like five or six games since the initial one game he won. Yeah. Uh the Saints beat the Eagles twenty to ten. For anybody that's saying that Jalen Hurts is a is a system quarterback, is case in point. Exhibit e. Uh, the Eagles now have lost two straight games without Jalen Hurts. Uh, and the Saints aren't even that good. They have not. I mean, the Saints are seven and nine. You know, I think that the Eagles are still good. I think that Jalen Hurts puts them over the top. I don't know. You know, uh, yeah, yeah. Uh, the Bucks beat the Panthers thirty to twenty four. Again, numbers are numbers. Are numbers? They just don't tell the whole story. Uh. The Bucks were losing most of this game. Shouts out to Mike Evans. I think. Let me see something. Let me see exactly what he did. Because I think he. Mike Evans had like nine straight thousand yard seasons. Which is incredible. Um, let me see something. This game. Mike Evans went for. I know he had three touchdowns. Went for 10 receptions. 207 yards. And three touchdowns. Again. If I'm not mistaken, which I don't think I am, he had he's like the first player in franchise history or something that had four straight, um, oh no, nine straight thousand yard seasons. Mike Evans is one of the most underappreciated or and and one of the most underrated players. Not underrated in the sense of you know he's not that good, but nobody really talks about him when we talk about some of the best wide receivers in the league. Um, now, granted. The connection between him and Tom Brady haven't been the same this year, so I think that is a definitely is definitely a good sight to see uh, this week, and it came at a good time because they were down like two touchdowns against the Panthers. But shouts out to the Bucks. We definitely don't need to talk about the Browns and Commanders again. Um, the 49ers beat the Raiders thirty-four to or thirty-seven to thirty-four, kind of like when we, when we talked about Stinson Bennett and the Georgia Bulldogs. The question that I had for Stinson Bennett was can he win with when the 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 defense for Georgia doesn't come doesn't come to play doesn't show up. The those questions are were, were kind of the same for Brock Purdy. We know how historic this 49ers defense has been, but for uh, my question A lot of people's question was Well what happens when the 49ers has that game? Has that one game where they just don't show up Or they just don't play the best Can Brock Purdy lead them to victory And that's exactly what he did uh, The freight With I, I know people are going to say Jarrett Sidham is better than Derek Carr I don't know I don't know I know Devonta Adams had The game of his life uh, Oh no had like two incredible catches It, it the Raiders did look good, but Brock Purdy was the best player on the field, which is still crazy, and got the 49ers to win. So shouts out to them. The Seahawks beat the Jets 23 to 6. Again, Geno Smith, the Seahawks are in playoff contention. And the Jets. This is probably this is probably the game where you know, okay, Mike White isn't the future. He can be the current, because I still think he's the best player on the or best quarterback on the roster. But Mike white is not the, not the option. Um, he's, he's just not, he's actually the, probably the reason they lost this game and ultimately find themselves out eliminated from the playoffs after a really good season. Um, so I think it's very interesting to see exactly what the, what's, what the Jets are going to look like next year. Maybe Derek Carr is their quarterback. I don't know. Um, Maybe Kirk Cousins. I don't know, but I do think that Mike. This was probably this is probably the game that Mike White lost him. Mean, it just he was forcing a lot. Uh, and again, shout out to the Seahawks, man. The Seahawks looked great. The defense looked good. Again, I still go back and forth between Brian Dayball and and Pete Carroll because of situations like this. Who would have thought that Geno Smith, a person that ain't stuck nowhere, statistically is one of the best quarterbacks in the league after the Russell Wilson trade. It's crazy. As we talked about before, the four, the Packers destroyed the Vikings 41 to 17. The Vikings, bro, one of the biggest question marks I had for the Vikings was their defense. And I know their defense. It wasn't a question mark. Is, is their defense good or not? Because as we've seen, the defense isn't the isn't great at all. Isn't that good? It's just how can the offense continue to overcome this poor defense? And as we've seen, they have not. And if Kirk Cous- Kirk Cousins played horrible on some, like horrible, it was it was terrible. Compounded by the defense playing bad, and you get a forty one. What's crazy is. This was 41 to 3. The 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 Packers let off the rings. It was just like, all right. And they 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 had 14 little points. It's look. The Packers, I think, are the hottest team in the NFL right now. It's they found their identity. The Packers found their identity. They found the the, the recipe which is what everyone's been saying, run the ball more. And, and the biggest reason for their turnaround, and now they're pretty much in the driver's seat for their playoff lives, is the defense. We've always said, I said coming into the season, a lot of people said that this had the opportunity to be the best defense in the league. Now, they have drastically underachieved this entire year. However, these last few weeks, these last maybe three to four weeks, where all of these games pretty much have been must-win games. The defense has created turnovers. The defense has really affected the run. The defense has done a lot. And the defense has been great. Now, yes, maybe the run defense hasn't been that good, but they've created turnovers. Zaire Alexander has turned back into Zaire Alexander. Demario Davis has been – look. Not Davis. Um, Preston Smith. It's – the this Packers team is the Packers teams we thought we would see, not not a lot on Aaron Rodgers. Uh, run the game, you know, run the ball with Aaron Jones, run the ball with AJ Dillon, and allow the defense to suffocate teams and create turnovers. And now we're seeing that Packers are a hard out, man. Uh, the Chargers destroyed the Rams, thirty-one to ten. Mike Wa- Mike Williams had one of the best catches. I'd probably say the third best catch of the year that game. Go check it out if you haven't. Um the Rams, bro, the Rams, this Rams team is not going to be the same next year. I don't I don't see Jalen Ramsey being there. I don't know what their quarterback position is. I think Matthew Stafford is probably going to be there, but I do want to I do I am interested to see just exactly what this Rams will look like if everyone was healthy from the start and if, you know, they kept Von Miller, if they kept Odell Beckham Jr., but Actually, the old El Junior probably doesn't matter since he's not playing this year. So, but yeah, the Chargers beat the Rams. And Sunday Night Football, the Steelers beat the Ravens, sixteen to thirteen. First of all, shouts out to Mike Tomlin for yet another opportunity of <laughs> he has yet another opportunity to go a season without fin- or finishing a season without being without being under five hundred. I don't know how the hell he keeps doing it but he does he does Shouts out to him and he plays the browns i don't know if he's gonna win that game but again he 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 i don't know how he does it i don't know how he does it yeah i do know how he does it he's a good ass coach come on now mike tomlin is one of the best coaches in the league they've been trying to fire mike tomlin for a minute uh but he continues to do it and what i will say is this About this game, about the Ravens, Um, Lamar Jackson probably has made himself more money not being on the field than he has on the field this year, uh, because this team, this the Ravens team, offensively looks completely inept without without Lamar Jackson. They look god awful like almost unwatchable. And I don't know, I don't think this is because of the whole uh franchise tag and everything. I don't think that this year is the last year for uh Lamar Jackson being a Raven, but I will say this. If they do not get that contract done and they put him on the franchise tag, he will be he will not be a Raven much longer. I don't care what they sign him. I don't care what they, There's no way that you can look at this Ravens team, especially after what we've seen these last two weeks and think to yourself... Or last few weeks and think to yourself, yep, the Ravens will be all right without Lamar. Hell to the no. I understand that you you, you lost just by three points to the Steelers, but the Ravens, at least collectively, is a better team than the Steelers. A loss. And then who the... What did they lose to last week? Let me let me check this out right quick. The Ravens also lost to give me a second. Oh no, they beat the Falcons. But they struggled. So what I'm saying is this, man. Uh week eighteen is a big week for the Ravens. They have to go to... uh Joe Burrow and the Cincinnati Bengals. Now, of course, we'll have to see what what happens with the Bills and the Bengals as far as you know replacing the game or whatever. But yeah, man, it mm, Lamar Jack. If if they try to franchise tag that man, it's over with. It is over with. So I just say that. Let's move forward. Uh, I do want to give a shout out to Donovan Mitchell for dropping seventy one. Uh, I know people are going to say, well, it's just any given night. Like, it's just a a regular season. Well, you you know who hasn't scored 41 or 71 points in the game? Most of the league. In fact, I think there's only one person that's playing, that's currently playing basketball. Maybe two. No, one person that's currently playing in the NBA that scored 71, two people now, that scored 71 points in the game. One of them is Devin Booker, and one of them is Donovan Mitchell. What does that mean? That means LeBron James has never scored uh, 71. That means Steph Curry has never scored 71. Damian Lillard has never scored 71. Kyrie Irving has never scored 71. Kevin Durant has never scored 71. Giannis Antetokounmpo has never scored 71. Hell, Michael Jordan has never scored 71. I'm not saying that Donovan Mitchell is better than all them. I'm just giving credit where credit is due. I feel that scoring 71 points needs to be talked about. I know Donovan Mitchell went on NBA today and was saying he's looking for the MVP or he has his eye on the MVP. I don't know about that. But, uh, hell, Luca ain't even scored 71. I know Luca did have a 60 point triple double, which is 60, 20, and 10, which is like never happened in the NBA, but he ain't scored 71. That's all I'm saying about that. So, I do want to give a shout out and congratulations to Donovan Mitchell. So,. Bada bing bada boom. I was gonna talk about LeBron James. I'm gonna I'm gonna push that. I'm gonna push that. Just, just give it a couple weeks. I'm gonna push that. Um Tulane beat USC in the Cotton Bowl by like one point. Or two points or something like that. And what what i'm starting to hear is people are going to start teams are going to start tanking for Caleb Williams this is two games in a row where USC has lost and it was not Caleb Williams fault Caleb in fact let me let me go to Caleb Williams output right quick yeah Tulane beat USC 46 to 45 Caleb Williams Went 37 for 52 for 462 yards, five touchdowns, one interception. Going against a a Michael Pratt who went eight for 17. Eight for 17 for 234 yards, two touchdowns. However, Tulane had a total of 305 rushing yards. compare it to USC's 132. Here's the thing. I want, to, I want to shout out Caleb Love because he has been, of course, he won the Heisman, but this is two games in a row. They lost, He lost to Utah, and it really wasn't his fault, and they lost to Tulane. I will say this. Lincoln Riley has never really been known as a defensive coach. Of course, when he was Oklahoma's coach, you know, it is what it is. That that I guess you can kind of cover the blanket up. Oh well, that conference has never really cared about defense. All right, but I will say this: you have something special in Caleb Love or Caleb Williams, and you really only got like a year left. Uh, if you don't address this defense, this would be yet another. It'll be yet another year where Caleb Love goes crazy or Caleb Williams. Why does he Caleb Love? Caleb Williams goes crazy. And you have nothing to show for it outside the Heisman. You didn't. You couldn't. And that's no offense to to Tulane. I mean, Tulane had one of the most success. Think about this. Tulane had one of the greatest turnarounds in college football history. I think a year ago they went two and twelve. They went two and twelve, and now they're twelve and two, and won the Cotton Bowl. One of the greatest turnarounds in college football history. So, shouts out to Tulane. But what I'm saying is, there's only one Caleb, Caleb Williams. We talk about Stinson Bennett. We talk about C.J. Stroud. We talk about J.J. Uh, McCarthy. The, the, we talk about Bryce Love, who also went crazy against KU or KSU. and he, But he'll be going to the draft. Likely the number one or number two pick. What I'm saying is, USC, if and I know Lincoln Riley has never really been big on defense. If you do not, you have, Caleb Williams is good enough to win. Caleb Williams himself is good enough to win a team in national championship. You better stop playing and, and, and get that defense right. Because if not, again, think about this. Caleb Williams, Caleb Love, Caleb Williams. Why do I keep saying Caleb Love? I'm not talking about UMC. Caleb Williams has had one of the best statistical seasons we have seen for college football quarterback ever and has the only thing he has to show for it is the Heisman and I know that's like still big but he has no team team accolades because the team was not that good so I'm saying and lastly before we go I do want to uh send my condolences and shout out well say rest in peace to Pele um there's a few people I will say this. I was very ignorant just how big Pele was. Like, don't get me wrong. I I wasn't in the – I didn't – I wasn't alive when Pele was in his prime. But I knew of Pele. I knew how big he was. I just didn't know – how do I say that? I'm not this is going to sound disrespectful and it's not. Please do not hear me say this disrespectful. But there's some there's some players that if something happens to them, lord forbid, the world will stop. And, you know, Tiger Woods is one of those players. Serena Williams is one of those players. LeBron James is one of those players. Tom Brady is one of those players. Hell, you remember when Tom Brady retired and CNN was talking about it? You know, there's players that the world stops and something happens. I was very ignorant to the fact that Pele is also one of those people. Um, one of the greatest soccer players, arguably the greatest soccer player we've ever had, or football players we've ever had. Um Yeah, man, I I, I, I this happened, of course, we didn't we didn't drop on Saturday because of New Year, so or when I was out of town. So I want to say Rest in peace to Pele and the sports world. He affected the sports world, not just the soccer slash football world. So I do want to say shouts out to you for that and, and rest in peace. And there you have it, man. That has been today's episode of the unpopular podcast. And I truly, truly appreciate you guys. If you want an unpopular podcast shirt, hoodie, sweater, long sleeve joggers, the link is in the description below. Go get whatever merch you want. I got you. Just click the link in the bio, click the color or click the item, click the color, click checkout. It'll be to you in about a week. I do appreciate you guys. Also, please subscribe to wherever you're listening. Please subscribe to wherever you're watching. I appreciate the growth that I'm getting. I appreciate the people that are coming on, uh, after the fact, I, I definitely appreciate you guys. Tell a friend to tell a friend. It means a lot to me. Uh, and until next time, much love.
1: M4M, MGE, nigga. Mm-hmm. Long little racks, nigga. You know what the fuck it is. Long little booster shooter, nigga. Hey, Guno. My Okay, I was penitentiary on that yard going high, bitch. Might drive a kite to get his face hip in that yardstick. You had to miss me, I ain't with that rah-rah shit. I'm trying to hop out of car. Go hit my target. I was really creeping. I ain't to let him get even. I put 50 shots on demons. Pull up, put you in a semen. I ain't really need a reason. Nigga, look at me wrong. I got my have my youngin' natural mama house. I pick up the phone. Every time young youngin', bring them lama's out is candlelight, bitch. Fuck the mirror, keep it clear. We ain't trying to keep it silver. Put a switch on a click. I shot Malcolm in the middle. That a bitch got some kick. Too legit, too official. Milo youngin' caught a player. Had to pay him with a pistol. And I showed up to the funeral to get that bitch tissue. Me and murder so Identical, these choppers really plentiful I've been a fool, back when I was slapping shit In middle school, pinnacle to AZ Base, I made a cake to take the tour I made a way it's safe to say my favorite place the living room. when I made the day, gon' hit the Say, oh, I'ma take it to the tour. made a play The day on 58, I told the car, and to take it to Red tech, purple Wap, set. Fuck the cops, free Cop, another op We gon' spin a bit, bitch I got a drop, nigga said I was it must be my imagination yeah. I've spraying out the k and Shit for motivation. I was going to school to rob, they was getting their education. It's gonna be a lot of day if he ain't show no hesitation. I like slap the draw him in kill, tackle him this medication. Why the fuck he ain't get killed yet? I'm working on my pace. My little niggas in the field with some real animation. Shot a nigga on the porch in front of his daughter that was gangster. If gang. you pull up around the north, then you know your ass is gangster. I'm a trapper slash rapper slash East Street Bang. Let me chop a blast, smack his ass. Fat nigga, big bang man on the way to get the diamonds now i'm shining bitches lying sent them cute don't make me pull up in that parking lot and put that shit on me might catch a rapper at his concert and put him on the view we really active i'm going the knock a rapper out of the shoes never capping we in traffic niggas lacking that's cool i swung it back to get it cracking, i was mapping out the move. bitch i heard your ass broke from me you gon' going lose might get a nigga ass smoke have his mother on the nose bitch yeah No know what the fuck is up with me nigga it hey What's up though? What's up though? This is the first remix I dropped since I've been on. You know to fuck on.